Hey, deadly listeners, welcome to the Indigenous Podcast, a show that helps you gain better understanding of Indigenous entrepreneurship and answer all your related questions. I'm your host, Dean Foley, Indigenous entrepreneur with over five years' experience in the field. In today's episode, we'll hear from Melody about building Indigenous entrepreneurial ecosystem, which she spoke about at the First Nations Economic Forum this month. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Melody Lewis. I am a Hobby Tewan Hopi, raised on the former Hobby Indian Reservation, which is one of 22 tribal nations in Arizona. I am the founder for Indigenous Community Collaborative, the co-founder for Cahokia Social Tech and Art Space, and most recently, the founder for Response Productions. So today, I'm going to talk about building Indigenous entrepreneurial ecosystems. So I'm going to start by talking a little bit about Indigenous CC. So uh, we are a social enterprise dedicated to revitalizing the indigenous perspective, and we create indigenous inclusive workforce development and educational strategies. So I always start out with the story. Um, I began a little bit talking about myself and my journey and how that has informed my work. So if you look up here at the bottom left, um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about my community. So again, raised on the Fort Mojave Indian Reservation along the Colorado River. We come from a rural community that was that spans across three different states, so Arizona, California, and Nevada. Now, when I was in my community, I didn't realize this until I left, but I was surrounded by um, my family, my relatives, and um, just this like safe uh, community that allowed for me to um, be with uh, with my family. So anyway, basically. I was able to um, make decisions based on my family and my community. So we were a collectivist type of way of thinking. Again, I didn't realize that until I left my community. So uh, when I was younger, I left because I had a basketball scholarship and went to the college. And I could quickly uh, realize when I walked into that space that I was the only Native in that space. So I was very aware, very self-aware. And then fast forward to today as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, um, that, that's still the same experience. I could walk into a space and immediately know that I'm the only Native. Um, what that goes to say is that, you know, all these feelings that I had when I was feeling like lonely or feeling like I just need to go home. I need to just, it didn't matter what happened back in my community. If I didn't have money, I would just up and leave uh, just because it was so impactful for what was happening in my family and my community that I would just um, not consider what was happening in my present situation because my family and my community were always the number one thing. Now, you know, that's why we created Indigenous CC. Um, again, I didn't know that those things were called collectivist worldview. I didn't know that that the value systems really truly informs my decisions. And so we tried to do programming that teaches younger kids that 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 understanding what are what are these terms and what are these um things that are happening to us that will impact our uh, decisions and so that's what indigenous cc does that's what indigenous inclusive means now uh recently we were able to get a space so if you look over here to your far right on this slide um we were able to get a brick and mortar i met indigenous community collaborative who is, if you look there in the top middle there, um, there's Unique, Sean Kwani, Brian Ski, 
and Dustin Lopez. And then there's my partner in crime, Turquoise. So there uh, we met and we kind of talked about, you know, um, what we were trying to do in our respective scopes of work. Uh, indigenous and DigiDesign Collab does things in design, everything in design and creative arts. And um, I said, whatever you guys are doing is what we want to do. Uh, but we are what they're ultimately trying to do is increase indigenous um, narratives and and reclaim like how design is done in their scope of work. So now we have together um, formed a space called Cahokia Social Tech and Art Space. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the name Cahokia, uh, Cahokia is a, a, name, a place that existed before Columbus here in the United States. And um, it, what, who, what we refer to as Turtle Island. And it was a place where indigenous people would meet to create, innovate, and exchange ideas. So we called our place that because we want it to be the modern day version where indigenous people meet to create, innovate, and exchange ideas. So we are a platform that launches ideas for creatives and social entrepreneurs um, that are indigenous. And so we're located in Arizona in downtown Phoenix. And what we've learned um, in this space is that uh, we have an opportunity to increase indigenous representation, uh, to reclaim our narrative, to give voice to, to those that don't necessarily have access, nor do they have um, a place to do it where they feel culturally safe. And uh, it just so happens where we're located at, um, Arizona has the number one largest urban native population in the United States. Um, but uh, again, we are not at the table where these programs are being offered or they don't make sense, right? So uh, I think we have such a great opportunity to um, cultivate and build a workforce that's specific to entrepreneurs. So I'm gonna talk a little bit, a bit, a little bit more about the things and lessons that we've learned. Oh, let me go back. Um, so the first thing I think that makes us stand out, so Indigenous Community Collaborative does specifically collaborative work. 100% um, collaboration. We're intentional with building bridges to understand what we refer to as two different worldviews. You heard me speak earlier about, um, you know, being from a collectivist mindset, meaning that, you know, all my decisions are based because of my family and my community. But here in, you know, like the city or in the, the state side, um, that's not how it is. It's very individualistic. So there's a contrast that's happening that's not making sense. And uh, so we're trying to align and use indigenous identity as the foundation for our collaborative work. And so that's why we talk about revitalizing the indigenous perspective. So in indigenous CC as a collaborative, we have Turquoise Sky Devereaux, who's got a master's in social work. Uh, we have a Don Madrigal, who is an expert in nonprofit and multimedia strategies. Uh, myself, who's specifically in workforce development and economic development. And then I have Josie Ruiz, who's uh, online social media strategy. Now, all four of us are each our own individual consultants. So that allows for us to be very autonomous, but also bring to the table our skill sets and our strengths. And together, we do the work. Um, so I think utilizing, I think what makes our collaboration so successful is because we all have the same values and the same mission to want to uplift indigenous voices. So it makes work so much easier. Um, doing this work with Design Collab, you know, unique and everybody that was telling you about for Cahokia, it's also the same. We all have the same outlook and the mission and the vision to want to uplift 
and increase the representation of indigenous designers and creatives. So in the middle there at Cahokia, that's essentially what we're doing. What we're trying to do is convene, uh, give a platform to launch ideas. And so we're convening entrepreneurs and creatives to build a community so we could, uh, you know, foster that generational impact. Um, I think it's, we've become so successful at Cahokia. When we first started, we thought that we would have to recruit. And it's like, okay, we're going to have 15 slots and we're going to have to recruit. And, and you know, um, let's think about how we're going to do that. But we immediately filled those slots in the first two weeks that we had to add another level. And so we've been open for a year now. And today we currently have 20 members and about 50 ambassadors, all indigenous creatives and social entrepreneurs. And then lastly, again, both of these um, you know, I guess, outlooks for Indigenous CC and Cahokia. Uh, again, we have this common mission to activate space, invest in our Indigenous communities so we could build multiple entrepreneurs for years to come. So um, we do all of this learning and teaching in the space through immersive learning. So, you know, again, we're just bringing along our community. Uh, you heard me talk about how each of us individually have our own strengths and skill sets. And so we're, that's what we're, we're coming together and, again, contributing our skill sets and our strengths, but we're also sharing our experiences and sharing our knowledge, which in turn is an immersive way of doing it. We're sharing our knowledge and trying to build others so they could learn from us. And so it's, that's why we call it immersive uh, incubator. And I think the final takeaways that I'll put here is that, you know, how to best serve Indigenous communities is when you're considering any type of program or any type of um, initiative or outreach, make sure that it is 100 um, percent culturally inclusive or, I mean, at the most that it could be. Right. And really trying to understand this difference of an Indigenous worldview versus Westernized worldview and leading with culture to create that bridge for translation. A second thing I would recommend is, um, you know, for us, fortunately, for Cahokia, we're able to create a space where it's 100% community-led. So every decision that happens in the space is a result of the community. They We meet every week and we talk about programs and ideas and initiatives and partners that we want to collaborate that ultimately have the same outlook as we do. And that allows for us, again, to convene and drive a community of entrepreneurs. And then lastly, you heard me say it a few times, but um, value alignment is quite key, um, allowing for access and culturally safe spaces to collaborate that, uh, that is value aligned um, will allow for, you know, some really great things to come out of whatever you create. And then the last thing I think I would like to leave uh, everybody with is talking about the future of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, I'm in my 30s now and, and thinking about the folks that are coming into, um, into our community and, and wanting to collaborate. There's a very different perspective from generation to generation. Um, what I remember my parents wanting to do was a lot around, hey, you make sure you retire, you make sure that you have um, you have a savings, uh, all of these things that for me, it's not, I don't think about retirement. I think mostly about like, do I have a work-life balance? Can I work from home? Like those things are important to me. And then now that I'm seeing a younger generation that also has a very different perspective, 
than I do. And just knowing that we are now living in a world that um, access to innovative um, innovative approaches to entrepreneurship, I, I now consider entrepreneurship as its own workforce because we have social media and, and all these different technologies that allow for us to think very differently. And so um, working from home is, an, is a thing. Um, being a social media influencer is a career. Uh, we are living in a gig economy where there's a lot of work that, um, you know, different companies need that don't necessarily require you to be in an office. So there is a generational perspective of the meaning of, of work. And I think workplaces need to evolve and shift now. Um, you see me put there indigenize. Again, you heard me talk about these two different worldviews and mindsets. And uh, what we try to do is indigenize every single approach that we have and teaching younger generations and non-indigenous folks what that exactly means. One of the biggest examples I use for my youth is to talk about, um, you know, we're raised and we're taught and it's our responsibility to take care of our elders. Um, you'll be chopping wood, you'll be cleaning their house, you'll be feeding them. And I said, but in this world here in the city, they call that volunteerism. So you put that on your resume. And so that's kind of an example I give for indigenizing things. And then, you know, last thing to think about, um, you, I think about rural communities. I come from a rural community. Uh, which doesn't have necessarily the same access and resources as somebody in an urban setting. And with rural support, I think just thinking that not all programs and initiatives are a one-size-fit-all for Indigenous communities. Um, some have very different access to resources, different infrastructure, very different economies. And to think about uh, that whatever you're trying to provide for tribal communities, that that varies from one community to the other, but also thinking that, you know, we come from communities that have such great, like, resources and strengths and abilities that we're not ever called to the table or often called to the table to bring solutions, but um, I challenge folks to be able to bridge those, uh, bridge those resource, bridge those economies um, if the opportunity is available. And then last but not least, I'll talk about shifting beyond conventional solutions. Uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I go into support corporations and support businesses that doesn't have the ability or that I can provide a solution that's beyond it. So we, uh, as a collective, um, bid for projects to uh, create foundational programs for companies, and then they, then they continue to run them from on. So entrepreneurs as a service-based consultant, I think just thinking beyond that, there's different mechanisms to utilize the entrepreneurial workforce. That's not necessarily a nine to five that um, could come in and do project-based initiatives. Uh, so thinking beyond conventional solutions is something I challenge folks to think about. So that's all I have for today. I hope this was helpful information. Uh, so make sure that you guys follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, we have a YouTube channel called Response Roundtable, uh, but you can find us at Indigenous CC or at Cahokia PHX. Thank you, and y'all have a great day.